1: Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host, Mrs. of Adventures with Outdoor Woman. And again, I'm your host, Susie Roloff. And today I've got another epic guest with me. I've got Mrs. Katie Baca from Little Elm, Texas. And uh, let's all give her a big shout out and welcome. And uh, I'm going to let Katie kind of take it from here. Um, You guys might have seen her and Ryan on The Reel Down uh, last week. But uh, this time, I just got kitty herself all to myself <laughs> today. So uh, we're going to talk uh, about some stuff, and I'm going to let her take it away from here.
2: Hey, so yeah, totally just me running solo this time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, I'm down here in Little Elm, Texas, and running my butt off, going from trail to trail for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right
1: yeah yeah you've got you just had a lake fork um how was that for you
2: that was that was a challenge uh, it was pretty much as challenging as we guessed it was going to be when we were on the reel down that's exactly what happened right. the weather just, it it didn't want to cooperate um and with all the boat tournaments and stuff going on at the time it was just It was tricky, I mean, and you could see it on the leaderboard, you know, there just was not nearly as many fish caught as you would have expected for that many anglers to be out there. I mean, there was like 155 people and not, I think it was like 200 some catches, maybe 300 something.
1: Yeah, not quite the numbers you were expecting. And the limits for each day too were pretty low numbered as well, which was pretty surprising. But then at the same time for this time of year and the
2: weather, you're like, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I mean, that's really that's the gamble you take on fork. Like most of the time, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're if you're going out on like fork on a beautiful day, you would be surprised at how tricky it can get, <laughs> especially they're so heavily pressured, you know, all the time up there. Um, but, yeah, it was tough to get on them for sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if you guys
1: haven't listened to The Reel Down, uh, make sure you uh, listen to that, kind of learn more about her. But uh, if you haven't, um, Katie is a pro staff on um, Old Town. She's in a Predator. I mean, you can look at her shirt there. She (laughs) representing the Old Town. (laughs) Um, she's also, uh, a part of, well, I guess, you know, instead of me talking about what you're part of, you know, how about, you know, just kind of briefly
2: go over your, um, pro staffs and everything. <laughs> uh, so I am very proud to represent old town. Obviously, um, the fish brain app is another company that has taken me on this year, uh, as well as anglers pro tackle here in North Richland Hills in Texas um and lake fork trophy lures uh and rod Sox up in emery uh which those guys always take very good care of us whenever we compete up on forks so we always stop in and see ronnie when we're ever we're up that way but uh yeah i'm fortunate enough to have all those all of those backers so it's very cool
1: <laughs> awesome awesome good deal and of course you know you've also got your website fish like a cat
2: yes ma'am that's that's like definitely a, a cool creative outlet because um, I really don't limit myself to what sort of content's going to be on there you know originally I was like oh, I'm just going to do like sort of a blog and then it morphed into more of like I would much rather write informational stuff and educational stuff and on top of that sometimes I like to color so <laughs> I also started busting out like handmade drawings on there of like explaining different techniques and whatnot and, and like that stuff went over really well with people that's been like really well received because you know i think sometimes a problem anglers have just in general nobody wants to say what they don't know <laughs> they don't want right. to admit it even to ask you know like i um don't know how to do this one thing or they'll hear something but not know what the term meant to begin mm-hmm. with so they kind of are at a disadvantage every once in a while and that's why i like to you know, fill in that gap of not being asked directly, but kind of like pushing the easier stuff so that you get a good base knowledge that you can build on rather than just being expected to just know all of it.
1: Right. You know, and that, that's like a, that's a perception, you know, that a lot of people have to seasoned anglers, you know, and you know, that's the other thing too, is like, what really makes somebody a seasoned angler? Is it five years? Is it 10 years? Is it 15? Is it 20? You know, it, it varies, you know, and once you get to kind of sort of that status, then it's just like, well, you feel like you have this expectation to know everything and be able to share it with everybody. But then you're secretly like, Really don't know how to do the Carolina rig. If somebody asked me right now, I'd be like, oh, hang on just a second. Uh, Uh, My friend's texting me, go
2: Carolina
1: rig.
2: (laughs) You know? Well, and that's really, I mean, like you said, like, there's, you know, what is the standard? You know, a lot of people like to, you know, argue, oh, this person's not really a pro or they're super seasoned angler and whatnot. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, people that have been fishing since they were knee-high to a duck, I mean, sure, they've probably been fishing for a while. But when you look at it from this perspective of, all right, what's the average amount of time somebody's on the water, just a regular Joe type of person, you know, probably a couple of times a year maybe, you know, or throughout the summer. But, you know, so you look at that, but since moving to Texas, we go out on our on our kayaks. Uh, I don't know about 250 days plus out of the year. So that's when you start like, okay, well, you may have only been doing it for the like for us, you know, competitively for the last two years, but that's like over four or five hundred days on the water. You right. know, yep, in that short amount of time. So. It's really like, it's really relative. I mean, you can learn a lot very quickly, um, but that's definitely a good question of like, well, what makes you there? (laughs) You know, when when are you at that point, (laughs) you know?
1: Exactly, you know, and like, you know, I feel that, you know, everybody can teach somebody something, you know, regardless of what level you're at, you know, even a newbie can teach a seasoned veteran, you know, something Mm -hmm. because, Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, like, you know, a veteran could know every trick of the book, you know, and they have somebody new come in, and just, like, the way that their mindset is, and they're just like, how do you stay so calm, you know? Like,
2: you know, stuff like that. It's anything. It's, a, you know, it's that type of thing, and on top of it, you know, it's, it's the stuff that there is something to be said for a new set of eyes on something. You know, when you don't have a preconceived notion of, like, why would you ever put that thing on that rig? That doesn't make any sense. And then six months from now, you'll see it all over YouTube. <laughs> Everybody's doing it and they're calling it something new. And like somebody accidentally did it once and it worked out really well. So, you know, any like you said, I absolutely believe everybody can teach everybody something.
1: Right, yep, <clears throat> exactly.
2: Um... Let's
1: see here. I thought of a thought, but then now it lost me. But um, so, yeah, I know that uh, you actually, um, you know, I I don't want to say like that, you know, you're kind of like this, this rare lady, but like, you know, you have your spouse that you get to fish with, you know, which I'm kind of envious in a way, but then sometimes in another way, I'm just like, I wonder how that would really be between with me and Adam, you know? So, um, you know, first, you know, before we kind of delve into that, you know, so I know you guys were married in 2018, but uh, tell me, how'd you meet Ryan?
2: So funny story. Uh, I actually met Ryan. uh, This will be going on 25 years ago. Uh, We grew up together in the same town uh, and ended up going to junior high together. We were at different elementary schools but wound up obviously going to junior high together so we met when we were about 11 years old um and we were always just buddies growing up you know we used to go um ice skating every Friday you know that was like the thing to do when we were younger um so we just always were friends you know through junior high and high school and whatnot and As adults, we just kept kind of like, we would randomly run into each other. Like every couple of years, someone would have a birthday or a graduation party um, and we would see each other and kind of catch up. Uh, But it wasn't until, uh, you know, at one point, we both ended up being single and available and just got into a discussion over the Steelers losing an AFC championship game. And somebody triggered a, a conversation on a thread that I'd started on Facebook about it. Um, and that kind of led to like a private message. Of like, hey man, what's going on? I haven't seen you in forever. We should go, you know, go grab a cup of coffee or something. And we've not not spoken or been apart pretty much since then. And that was like four <laughs> years ago, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, yeah, so it was one of those, like, weird, you know, we always knew each other. We never dated back then, but sometimes the stars line just right, and, you know, you realize you're like, holy crap, they were right there the whole time. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, Right? exactly, yeah, exactly. It was kind of interesting, too, when me and my husband had met, we were actually, we're like one of those online couples, you know, I admit that. Um, We'd actually met on eHarmony, but we had actually met. Uh, once before back in college because we're both kind of from the same area and a local college Illinois Central College we had met very briefly back then you know and when we were messaging each other during the kind of get to know each other on eHarmony and whatnot he's like he's like you know I am 100% sure I've already met you before once but it's like really briefly and then like we got together and he told me I'm like oh my god we totally did you uh-huh. know and it, it's just so funny how things work out like that sometimes you know you just like uh, you look at just-
2: <laughs> like right? you don't realize like i mean they sometimes you know the corny sayings of like is right in front of you the whole time right.
1: yeah it's you just know? like life's little irony is just like haha
2: <laughs> yeah it actually happens like that sometimes
1: right <laughs> yep <clears throat> but um has, uh, has Ryan always kayaked fishing since you met him or did he get into it with you or did you both kind of get into it at the same time?
2: Um, we both, we both fished obviously, like before we met each other, we were both younger when we got into fishing. Um, but we got our first kayaks together oh, up nice. in Pittsburgh. We were both in ocean kayaks, um, which is like, it was pretty cool that, you know, later on this became a thing, um, under the same brand, but, uh, we had ocean kayaks and they were awesome, you know, up there. But uh, we came down here and it wasn't about two weeks that we were like, "Yeah, the wind's way too strong. We're gonna need pedal kayaks because that's just, I mean, I, that's a lot of work to pat." I give mad respect to all the guys that and girls that paddle, you know, not pedal. because <laughs> right. It's not my it's not my bag, man. <laughs> I love right. my pedal drive. But, yeah, so we ended up, we got into it together, but, you know, three three years ago-ish, three, four years ago, that really wasn't a big thing up in Pittsburgh. You know, we kind of got a lot of crooked looks of, like, what'd you do to your canoe, you know, type of <laughs> um, thing. But we just rolled with it, and when we came down here, we were like, oh, my gosh, we found our people. Like, <laughs>
1: right <laughs> other people know our calling <laughs> yeah that's yeah. <laughs>
2: right. um
1: so when it comes to uh like you know fishing gear and everything so are you guys like do you reel and cast with like the same hand or are you both different you both use the same
2: we both we both are right-handed naturally and we both left-hand reel yes um, we're backwards yeah but me too right. <laughs> it works better because you cast and you keep it in that hand there's no that back, there's and no forth. Switching back and forth right that's just how we always were you know that's how we always fished even when i mean back in the day we might have rocked a spinning rod maybe you know <laughs> I did. that's what
1: i grew up on was a spinning rod i didn't convert right. to baitcaster caster until like maybe four years ago like i hadn't even touched one until like four years ago yep. and i was like this is actually kind of (laughs) nice whole new
2: world right right
1: (laughs) i mean Uh i still can't Um, pitch very well you know I'll get a bird's nest you know like crazy but like other things like I'm just like you know I can cast frogs really far now I'm like this is great (laughs) but uh, when it comes to like you know tackle and gear and stuff like that you know how are you guys about like you know sharing do you have your own separate stuff do you share a lot do you steal each other's stuff you know how's that kind of
2: (laughs) it's totally a little bit of all of those things (laughs) just like I mean we do have like our our like joint tackle sections that are you know the stuff that you change out throughout the season Mm -hmm. you know hard bait type stuff and plus you know plastics and whatnot but there's stuff that's in both of our tackle that's like these things don't leave me ever and if you look (laughs) at them you know like (laughs) these are mine and it's not a lot of stuff it's like simple stuff but it's Like um, my jackhammers, those are my jackhammers. (laughs) Jackhammers, and like the like frogs and stuff. Like he does not like to frog at all, and I'm all about it. But I have like my super awesome bullywaz and stuff that like no, I don't like to share these ones. (laughs) But when it comes to yeah, when it comes to like simple stuff like plastics and whatnot, that's just practicality wise. We pretty much will every bag of plastic we buy, we split in half most of the time, Mm -hmm. unless it's something that's like a really small amount in the bag. But like it's it's tricky, you know, financially because you get people that are like, oh, well, I'm going to go on this tournament. I bought like 10 bags of that color. You don't buy that many. No, like we bought one. And we're just hoping to keep them going for the day. Right,
1: exactly. You know, and that's actually kind of going to be like my next topic too, you know, being a married couple that both share the same hobby, you know, I mean, people who do this all the time by themselves, they don't think about, they're like, well, that's twice the expenses, you know, for a lot of stuff, you know, the entry fees, you know, I mean, the gas and stuff is, you know, sometimes about the same, but like. Everything else, you know, I mean, yeah, that's a lot to take in and take on sometimes. And it's not always cheap.
2: No. Oh, <laughs> good Lord. Especially now with the a, a Hobie on Fork, the bass up on Logan Martin, and then we'll be right back on to Fork for the, the next bass event, you know, I think like a week, just shy of a week after being up at Logan Martin, we'll have been at all three of those events and that gets a little trying i mean yeah
1: and and for you guys who are listening or watching and you're not sure like how much those events cost per person the bass event is 250 per person the hobie events are 235 per person you know you take that times you know three or four i mean you're looking at a thousand dollars already in like less than a month you know
2: right so driving like Alabama. That's that's gonna be a ten and a half hour drive from here. Like we're totally into road tripping. Like that's definitely we love doing that. But It's just the like, oh my God, like, are we going to be able to make it back, you know, type thing. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just like, all right, you know, what sacrifices do I have to make this week? You know, are we buying ramen to last us for the rest of this week, you know, so that we can have a hotel to stay at or have enough gas to get somewhere, you know? A lot of people don't think about this. You know, it's just like you both love and share the same thing. You share, you know, your finances, but you use them at the same time, too, in the same way.
2: It goes just as fast. I mean, and that's why we, you know, we talk about it on The Reel Down about we really do try to make our gear last a long time. You know, we try to take very good care of it. You know, everything got soaked on fork. So there was like a tackle explosion in the house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like all of our rain gear and our tackle box, everything was laid out to dry because we can't, we can't afford to let, you know, a whole box of something rust out or, you know, gear start to get all nasty and rank. So that's another like tricky part of it is having the room to do all of that. Just, right. just to lay all that stuff out was kind of tricky, you know.
1: Right, yeah, you know, and if you know you have something go bad on you or something like that, and if it's an expensive thing, it's just like, yeah, man, you know, we got to sacrifice a tournament because you got to pay for, you know, a expensive part or something like that. Or if the truck breaks down, then you're both out of luck, you know, it's just
2: like, and that has happened. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we have blown a tire, like, when we left the tournament, um, just last summer we were leaving and it was one of those what's that noise you know and you kind of start like truck feels funny like what's going on (laughs) and sure enough we had a big old piece of metal stuck in the tire so i mean that stuff happens too
1: (laughs) yeah yeah the the always expect the worst to happen it's like murphy's law (laughs) you know (laughs) it's crazy um but, um, you know, you guys don't have kids or anything, too. you know? And you know, we before we started recording, we had talked a little bit about that, too. You know, it's just like what would happen if you guys were to, you know, decide if you have a kid? You know, it would change things dramatically, you know? How would you switch off everything? You know, would you have to go solo and just
2: like trade off, you know, or it just, yeah, we've we have like talked about that because we've like been, you know, either way we'd be happy if we don't ever have children we'd be happy if we have children you know whether it was planned or not we'd be happy that's that's just how it is but if that happened any time in the near future that would definitely be pretty challenging um because I wouldn't want to come off the water either and I would <laughs> definitely probably take the stand of like we got to share this like we made it so yeah <laughs> responsibility you know the, right but I don't know I I would not put it past me or us to be like well they make slings right like it can it can ride in front for a while you know the, and then we'll just put it on the back whenever it gets a little bigger it's like <laughs> right. I mean it might cut back on the amount of time we're physically on the water but it, you know when it comes down to it I don't think it would halt our career, I think it would just make it a little more, you know, of a juggling act to do it. Yep. You know, plus we have some pretty amazing neighbors that I mean, that's how we we have dogs and we travel a lot, but our neighbors are absolutely incredible. So, I mean, and who doesn't want to like help watch a squishy baby? You know. So I'm just right, saying. You
1: know, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> <We> it, may- <laughs> right. I mean, y- your kids are your pets right now too, and even that can be really expensive you know there's a buddy of mine from like the Chicago area him and his uh, partner have been together for a long time and they got a dog but you know they'll take the dog with them because like
2: putting a dog up in a
1: kennel for a week can be a couple hundred dollars Ooh, you know, yeah. I'm just like and, oh my God
2: and we have St. Bernard's show so <laughs> with two of them and I can't eat, I don't even want to fathom what the pet hotel rate for dogs that size are. Right? Um, It's just – it's – that was one thing that we are really, really fortunate that, you know, we have neighbors that love dogs and are right here that we don't have to disrupt them like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because even just going on a car ride for that long, like, I – it was tough bringing them down here because it was, like, a 24-hour drive. Oh, yeah. and It's just, like, I mean, having to stop a lot to let them move around so they don't get all, you know, stiff. But, um, yeah, they're definitely – they're another challenge but that's one of those things like you just find a way to work with it
1: right yep exactly so yeah definitely interesting things to kind of think about and consider with all that um I mean yeah I'm I'm glad you know and I've had this decision for a long time too of not having kids you know but like coming to like you know the perceptions and stereotypes and whatnot when it comes to women you know I still get asked, like, when are you guys going to have kids? I'm like, we're not. And, you know, like a lot of people are sometimes like, oh, why not? It's like, because it's my choice. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to have kids. It should not be an expected thing. Like, you know, why is there this perception that like, oh, yeah, you're a woman, You have to have kids once you get married. No, I don't. I get yeah, to choose what I do with my life. Like I don't, I don't want kids. That. And so what if you're not okay with that? That's your perception of what you know. You think a woman should do,
2: but no. <laughs> well, and that's one thing. You know, the other night on KBN, man, when they were talking about that subject and mentioned that, you know, in so many words, somebody got told like you need to go home and spread your legs. Like that's one of those. What? Like somebody right. actually said that to you? Like that would. Uh, no you would not want to tell me that (laughs) right yeah I mean and that's one of those that's a really personal decision for people and you know it's none of their business why you do don't or want to or whatever you know if you don't like if you don't want to discuss it or you know not to mention the fact that there's single dads out there too you know all these people like oh well if you had kids you wouldn't have time to go fishing well I know a lot of single dads, like we see them all the time that, yep. you know, they make it work just like everybody else, you know, and it's not exclusive to chicks to have to figure out what to do for childcare. So,
1: right.
2: Yeah. You know, we it's all it's
1: of, both ways. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know, and yeah. And you know, it's just a lot of things are just taken out of perspective, but you know, in the kayak fishing industry, it's not really, um, known a lot of, anglers who are like single parents and fish and are in the big, the top 10, the top 50, let's say, you know, the top 50 in the nation, you know, you think about it and you're like, okay, they might be married, but they don't have kids. They might have a girlfriend or something like that, but like, you know, one or the other usually doesn't have kids. You don't really hear or see about it, you know? And that makes me wonder too, is just like, if these, big top guys had a family would they still be able to do what they did you know that's the other part of it too It's just like there could be you know the next you know big gun out there who has a family but they just can't do it because you know they have to support their family and make their life work
2: well and that's really you know to a point, it is kind of if you want to really have a dog in the fight here, that is almost kind of like a well, I we'll just put it off for now. Like it's it's not it doesn't work for us right now, and that's a decision that you know we make. Just like people who decide to hang their stuff up and just be you know like a weekend warrior, you know more power to them. But that is one of the trade offs of like okay, well. Do you love it that much that you're willing Mm -hmm. to kind of rearrange your world to revolve around it? And unfortunately, that's kind of what you – exactly what you have to do. And I mean – it's hard to make all of the expenses now. I couldn't even imagine having to buy diapers on top of it. Like that just was not <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. You know, that's another part of it too, is just, you know, the expenses and everything and coming back to being a professional kayak angler, you know, right now we are slowly creeping up to that level of where it can be sustainable to make a
2: living off of it, we're not there.
1: Oh, no,
2: huh. yeah, yeah, we're we're slow. Everybody's forward. got their little niche, their thing. You know, there's obviously there are some hammers who just like they're collecting twenty thousand dollars a year in winnings. Right, um, but, but then you think about, about
1: that though, like twenty thousand dollars to to a bass boat world, that's like chump change to them. You know, right. twenty Gs, that's, that's like just, yeah. That's that nothing. Blows. That's a boat.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's a boat. I mean, yeah, kayak stuff and everything. You know, that the the expenses for that is cheaper, but like also at the same time, it's just like the payouts. You know, first place in a local club might be six hundred bucks, and that's just like, well, you know, that was uh, entry fees and gas and hotel lodging for like two events. So it's just like I broke even for like two months. So that's great, but all right, now I got to go do it again. You know, it's a constant battle, but it, we're not there yet to get to that point of where we can make it a sustainable living profession.
2: Well, and that's just, you know, like you guys, you guys have your podcasts and stuff like that. You know, I run a website, you've got some people who are guides and all this stuff. And it's like, right now, if you're trying to actually make a living from doing this, not from the winnings it's from the combination of all of it you know if you're able to make money from a website or from guiding or whatever it is that you do you kind of just have to juggle all of it and do everything all at once
1: yeah (laughs) exactly yeah yeah like people who have youtube channels like i've heard a lot of mixed things on like what people actually make from YouTube or whatever. I guess it just depends on like how many views or or likes or something like that. I'm not quite certain, you know, but like right. you got to think about that too. You know, there's a lot of people who make really good content out there, but the the time that they have to put into that is like Nuts. huge. It's crazy. You know, you, you have a 30, let's say you've got a 25 minute video, that's probably what maybe it could be two days of recording that you have to go through. So you have to sit and you have to watch that. You have to yep. clip and cut and edit and everything. It could take you two more days to get that, to get that done.
2: <laughs> totally just did it recently. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. That kayak, the um, kayak lighting video that I just did, that was, that was two days of recording and then another like week of editing. I mean, cause there's just, just a mass amount of footage. That's part of why it's it's been hard to get into, you know, filming on the water, especially during a tournament. You know, until they make something that has an extraordinary battery life and its memory can last and you don't have to fiddle with it, that's like one of the downfalls of action cameras is, Having to change the stuff out, and you know, when you're talking about a card that's this big, itty bitty (laughs) on the water. I mean, it's cool that it's compact, but at the same time, it's kind of like I don't have time to mess with it. Like when it shuts off, it's just shutting off. Yeah, (laughs) it's yeah,
1: yeah, it's done. You know, and I mean, you know, people. I've seen people now where the the ones that that do have the removable batteries, they just take the battery out and put the charging cord in it, and they like will. uh, use, like, a clear coat or something of, um, oh, God, I can't even think of the term of it right now. Not epoxy, but, like, um,
2: silicone but
1: yeah, silicone around there so, like, it doesn't get wet or whatever. And they'll run the cable to their battery so that it can run all day, you know. Yep. But then again, it's a, it comes to a matter of, well, how much can that memory card hold, you know, because certain cameras can yep. only take so big of memory cards too so then it's constant all right i gotta switch this out you know it's just
2: yeah exactly like i mean especially when you know yeah, that's one thing on a kayak you're not ever gonna have a camera guy in the back you know? right. like,
1: yeah exactly you can't i mean you, you can have a camera crew following you but like you know who's paying for that <laughs> you know it's
2: just like I right like that's, yeah. that's just another one of those things but hopefully i'm really hoping you know with um the new Bass series coming up you know I think that's going to do a lot of really good things for the sport um just in terms of getting more exposure even I think that'll be a big deal for that so I I really look forward to that as well um it'll be nice to see how that goes the only thing I'm like just a little bit not worried about but just like That'll be interesting. Is seeing where all two hundred and thirty something anglers are going to be at. Yes. I mean, it's a it's a very big lake. There's technically enough miles of shoreline and whatnot that everybody could be a mile from each other theoretically. But there's only so many ramps. So yes, who's yep. going to make a run <laughs> to the spots that are way way out there? You know, in a place you've never been. That's the other gamble. Yep. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. And you, you hope that there aren't any like bass tournaments going on there too. You know, I don't think there is, but you never know. That's the other gamble that sometimes you take with kayak tournaments is the bass boats. You know, they don't care about, you know, kayak tournaments. They're like, hey, we're going to go and go full bore and not even pay attention to anything. It's just like, all right, great. woo.
2: <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it happens. That's one of those, you know, we all do share the water together. Um, it does seem lately though, that there are more people that are aware of our presence on the water, at least a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's cool. I mean, every once in a while you'll have somebody who does something crappy and, you know, like either cuts you off or slams to a stop and gives you a tidal wave. But yeah, those- or
1: like fishes right at your boat, they'll throw the lure oh, yeah. so that it like hits the water right in front of your kayak. And I'll just look at them be like. Is there not enough water in the lake for you, dude? Like, yeah. what the hell?
2: Right. <laughs> I mean, it happens, but that's just people in general. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to have a
1: bug. But, yeah, I am I am excited to see how the first bass event goes, you know, the coverage that it gets and, you know, if it's really going to blow up and, you know, get big from there. I mean, it'd be exciting to see, you know. It, that's oh, yeah. a great thing about this sport right now is, like, When I first got into it, you know, it was still in its infancy, you know, and now we've grown to where we have the problem of having too many tournaments to choose from, you know, which, you know, some people want to... Yeah, where some people want to complain about, but it's just like, but that's a good thing to have is having too many options, you know, but I can see it from, you know, different perspectives for somebody new, they're like, Oh, I can try this and see how it is, you know, or whatever. I've got local stuff. I've got national stuff, you know, but for like a pro, you know, they have these bigger events that they're, you know, kind of gearing towards because, you know, in order to try to make a living, they got to go for these big tournaments, you know and sometimes they're halfway across the country for them you know which i mean granted that's what the bass boat guys do too you know but then again at the same time though like the kayakers you know we got to try to make a living but the payouts just aren't there to help us do that you know so it's trying to get the sponsors as well you know and that's the other thing too is you know the the sponsorship you know i know we had talked about you know like what it is to be like a pro staffer and like, you know, people hating on that and everything. And they had talked a little bit about that on KBN the other yeah. night too. you know we both had some interesting uh, talks about that, you know, but I would also agree though, that, you know, we need some of these sponsors to like step it up for the kayak industry, you know, because they're missing out on such a right. awesome opportunity right now. I, th- I don't think they have a clue yet. I think once we get the exposure at Bass, I think they're going right. to start catching on because they're going to see how many people
2: are into how, this. How big yeah. of a world it is. Like yes. that's, and that's the hope really. I mean, and that's like, you know, at when we were on Fork for Hobie, You know, they made a mention at the end of the tournament, they were talking about the fact that, like, you know, this is like, this is our time. We're coming into that that point in the sport where it's starting to turn people's heads and it's catching people's attention. Um, And it's it kind of is like, you know, we're the guys like we're the guys that are here, like on the front line, you know it's uh, all of us came from like different capacities of it, whether, you know, you got into it just a little while ago or you've been fishing your whole life. Um, It's pretty cool to be like the first line of people. That's like, it's a whole new sport, you know, that hasn't existed on the professional level yet. And you, know, everybody loves to throw around, you know, Oh yeah. Pro stuff, your 10% discount or whatnot. But like, The reality of it is pro staff, it is very different across the board. And, you know, once you start getting up to a certain level, not working for just a discount anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's all, like you said, that's all individual and each sponsor is different, you know, right now. And hopefully, you know, after this year or at the end of this year, maybe we'll start seeing more companies step forward that are like, Hey, I would love to have you represent our brand. You know, that would be cool. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, and yeah, you know, the also kind of piggybacking off of that too. you know, the talks on KBN about, you know, well, you know, having the people misrepresenting and everything, you know, it's just like, you know, that's one of those fine lines where it's just like, you know, sometimes you can't really do anything about that. You know, the best thing, you know, sometimes the best thing that you can do is just be like, all right, you just got to accept it for what it is. But what you can do is go out there and just, you know, blow them out of the water, like show them what you can do and show them how much better you could be than, you know, these other people. And if they're going to turn you down for you trying to be your best, then that's shame on them.
2: Right. And like along the lines that, you know, when it comes to, you know, somebody who's misrepresenting themselves or whatnot, you know, that... When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, it's pretty easy to spot those people, you know, even just talking to them. There's, you know, the simple stuff that they don't pick up on or whatnot or just etiquette things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, but for the most part, I mean, like I said, I feel like those people dime themselves out pretty quickly. Like, we know why you're really here. Let's get real. You know, <laughs> right. like, Yeah. type of yeah. thing where... You know, those of us who were like, no, like, we pretty much live and breathe this. Like, I, it, it's not the likes and the social media and all of that. I mean, it's all well and good, but like, not only is that stuff like exhausting to try to keep up with oh, all of God. it. Yes. But it would, it's so unreasonable to be like, oh, yeah, well, don't you post every single thing that you catch? Oh, my God, no, I would never sleep. Like, there would be there's just not enough hours in the day but you know I don't think it really takes anything away from you know people that are you know their heart is really in it for some people that are just doing it for now I guess is a way to say it
1: right yeah yep pretty much pretty much yeah you know and you know that that's been a thing for me too is just like you know I'm not here about getting, you know, all the likes and everything, you know, like that that's not important to me, you know. I I think I'm still figuring, you know, myself out and where I'm wanting to go with everything, but I've got, I've definitely got a better idea, you know. And sometimes it's hard to not want to always go with the flow too, you know. It's just like you always kind of get like that—that that drive to like oh, be with everybody else, be like everybody else. But then you got to step back and be like, no, 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 I gotta be true to myself. Still, you know, right. I gotta be me. You know,
2: right? Like Sometimes. some, I mean, and that's like a—that is part of the challenge when it comes to being a female angler. Like that's one of the things that like it is a a weird balance that you have to do. You know, between you are trying to stay legitimate and realistic and not all of us are into, you know, pink, pretty stuff and you know, <laughs> some stuff. some of us just are you know, we're true tomboys. We, we just get down and dirty like everybody else. And that's just how it is. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a place for everybody though. I think the world is big enough to have all those people involved, but I definitely, dig the fact that in kayak angling in particular that doesn't seem to be nearly as much of a problem as far as the interaction with the guys like I I don't expect to be put on a pedestal because I'm a girl you know I that that whole mentality of like oh I'm just gonna walk in and do whatever I want you know like that's that's absolutely not the direction I would ever want to go um because I do you know I truly love this sport and I want to be respected but I want to earn someone's respect I don't want to just inherently have it you know for one reason or another yep Um, so you know that type of stuff is it's important (laughs) right (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah
1: yeah and you know when I first got into this sport you know I always think back you know to my first event I didn't, I wasn't even cognizant of the fact that I was a woman kayak fishing with a bunch of men that didn't even cross my mind. That wasn't even like in my plane of existence at that time, I was just about, I'm going to go kayak fishing. I'm going to go to try catch fish in this first tournament. I'm just going to see what the heck's going to happen. I didn't even think about anything else, you know, like nothing else existed, you know, flash forward to, you know, where, you know, if, I've got some popularity. I wouldn't say that I'm like high up there or anything, but like, you know, and I'm like, Oh crap. I really got to think about being a woman in this, you know, thing now. Cause it's just like, you know, people are going to see me for being a woman, whether I like it or not, you know? And I'm just like, you know, I, I have never even like wanted to think about using like that power for anything. It's just like, Why would I even try? Well, and that's
2: one of those weird, you know, those weird topics of like, oh, well, they just got that spot because they're a chick. Well, no, it takes like quite a lot more than that. I mean, I'm not saying that never happens. Obviously, that does happen. I mean, you see it all the time. But you have to look at the overall picture of an angler. You know, not everybody is going to be the top of the field every single time it's not realistic even the hammers across the country they don't win every single tournament that's just how it is yep um so it's not just about your performance in tournaments and whatnot i mean that definitely does add another level to um you know just who you are as an angler that you're willing to go compete but just that whole like oh well she only got that because she's a chick well really or did you happen to look that like she puts in a lot of work and like interacts with the community yeah why
1: why are you making that assumption are you making that assumption because how she looks are you making that assumption because of her Facebook profile because of her Instagram file what is making you jump to that conclusion right now do you know this person you know I like to always want to like ask people that sometimes when I when I hear people say about them like Well, what makes you think that? Like, really? Like, is it really because she's, you know, a lady? Like, come on. Right. Let's talk about this for a second, you know? Tell me me your thoughts
2: on this. (laughs) And that's, I mean, and that's really, and like I started to say before, that's really one thing that's been very nice, at least here in Northern Texas, you know, pretty much in Texas, as far as we've experienced, I have not had any of the, you know sometimes you hear some pretty awful stories about you know i guess more on the boat side of things i've never i've never even fished from a bass boat so i have no idea especially in tournaments um but the guys down here don't ever come across that way where it's like ooh, no girls allow type of thing it's more like hey can you stick them all right cool that's all it that matters like <laughs> right. Yep. I, I do appreciate the fact that, you know, I don't want to be treated any better or any worse. Just, I just want to fish. Like that's yeah. all it comes down to. Exactly.
1: Like the, we all have the same goal. We just want to fish, <laughs> yep. you know, that's what it really comes down to, you know? And it's the, the other part of it is too, is just like, you know, when the, the spouses of men out there is just like, honey, I'm not trying to steal your man. That is, not even a, right. a in my mind like you don't even understand like I'm trying to outfish him right now. I don't care anything about him I could care less about the way he looks or that right. you no
2: screw that yeah like, I have heard that there are some some ladies that get a little mad you know when they hear that there's another lady on the water or that you're going to meet a group of friends and why is there a girl there type of thing well, yeah, that's pretty much the farthest thing from my mind at the time. Yeah. You know, it's to jump to that conclusion is always like, yeah, it's usually totally not even close to how, how things are actually, go, you know, the interactions that are going on. I mean, I don't know how it is like when you go out fishing with a group of friends, but you always end up like just, you know, going in your own directions anyway. Yep. So, yep. you know, it's not like this intimate setting that some people must have in their minds it's more I know like, yeah
1: like it's I just like-, like
2: having the kayak because <laughs> I'm by myself that i am the only one fit in it you know
1: exactly it's a solo sport you know in the kayak fishing world unless you're in a tandem which you know i have seen once before but it was a married couple so like it made sense like okay you know but it kind of sucks too because you're stuck with that person you can't be like oh i want to go over to this cove you know and the other person's like no i'm gonna go over to this tree over here and then you're like ah. (laughs) right but um,
2: Yeah, uh. it's just one of those things that, you know, the and, like, the whole, like, being married and and fishing at the same tournaments and stuff like that, I mean, when we were talking about it, you know, on the reel down, like, man, we are competitive, like, we definitely, (laughs) we don't rip each other down at all, but we definitely don't help each other, (laughs) Um, like, I... I think there is like some weird assumption that like, oh, well, you guys are a couple. So you probably like let each other know like, hey, you know, you should fish over on this. Side. No, that is not a thing at all. You know, I don't, I don't want that disingenuous win anyway. <laughs> you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to land them, I'm going to land them on my own from what I was doing. You know, I don't, I don't want that, you know, type of treatment, I guess.
1: You know, and and that's another interesting topic, too, is, you know, you don't see a lot of couples fishing together, you know, that do fish together, you know, and it's just like, do they do that specifically because they don't want that, you know, assumption or perception put on them or or what, you know, because like when you do see a couple fishing together, you know, everybody's going to have that assumption. Oh yeah. Well, you know, they're totally going to tell, why wouldn't they tell, you know, each other where everything is just like, why do you always have to jump to that conclusion? You know, like, just stop it.
2: (laughs) Right. It's like one of those, like, yeah, we do have to launch at the same launches, but a lot of times now, I mean, you'll see us go in completely opposite directions. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really just like a, that's a silly perception, but I mean, it it is cool to have a spouse, you know, the fishes, I know yours is not into it from what I gather, No. but it's a fun hobby to share. Like when it's one of those, like you love it just as much as I do, that it is cool. You know, people are like, don't you ever get tired of each other? Like that you're always, your hobbies in your life, you guys are always around each other and no man like because it's a kayak because we can go on this side and that side and whatnot you still have your own private time even though you're both on the water but I don't know I guess we're just like we're still a couple of kids in junior high that just like to <laughs> hang out like <laughs> right. yeah
1: exactly you know it's just like we're still out here doing what we love and what we enjoy
2: yeah <laughs> that's all that matters at the end of the day (laughs)
1: right exactly exactly um man I had a really good thought when we were talking about that and I just completely lost it
2: um the thing that you mentioned about like you know well I am starting to kind of become somebody who's getting recognized more and more like you'd mentioned you're like well I'm not like the most known person in the world but people are starting to recognize you and like I do think there is some sort of A level of like inherent responsibility to it's especially the younger generation now that doesn't that's not to say that like i'm sure there are a ton of women out there who want to get into the sport or they want to even just bank fish but they don't know how to get into it or they feel intimidated by it or whatnot so in that regard that is one of the things that's like No, I think that's kind of to a point, you know, you do kind of have a responsibility to set an example of, heck, you can do it too. You don't have to be afraid just because it's a boys club. You know, that's not the thing anymore. Like, I bet you there are a lot more of us out there than people realize. And Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And like, so those of us who do have the opportunity to have a spotlight, you know, or a platform to talk. Yeah. Like. I'll raise my voice for that. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah.
1: You know, and it, it's just, it's also too, you know, I, I think about, you know, why or what keeps, you know, women, ladies, you know, whatever age from getting indeficient, you know, it, it, it could be a million different reasons, you know, maybe they're too scared to go out there because like, you know, they are aren't okay with touching like worms and fish and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, it's okay to admit that, you know, that doesn't make you any less of a person or a lady, you know, and that is also the the common stereotype that is put on women too, you know, like, and it's like, it's okay to have that, you know, and if somebody's going to shame you for it, then tell them to get the hell out of there, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like screw them for you know thinking that you're a wussy or whatever it's just like no who cares what this one person thinks you know you're gonna have a hundred other ladies who are gonna be like just do it go out there and do it and just like you're gonna develop you know this passion and you're like mine's gonna be blown at like how awesome this thing is and like become an obsession as well and it's just like yeah (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna miss out on so much if you don't give it a try
2: Right. And I mean, there are, there are so many different people from all different walks of life you know, and a lot of the, the women's groups on Facebook and whatnot, you know, that type of thing every once in a while does come up where someone's like, I'll just admit it. I'm afraid to touch a fish type of thing. And you're like, Hey, they make gloves for that. Like, that's all right. If that's gotta be your thing. I know dudes that don't like to touch fish, you know, right? like it's a thing across the board. That's just not something that everybody talks about all the time um or like just making those little adjustments for somebody who maybe they don't want to you know get on a, a national trail and compete and all that stuff but they want to just get into the sport to get out and get healthier and you know be active with their families you know i so for all those reasons like it's definitely i like that more and more of us are starting to kind of like come out of the woodwork and say, like, hey, man, you could do this, too. Like, here's a, here's some information on it, you know. Come right. visit our websites or our podcasts or whatever. I mean, there's so many avenues now. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And it is. And the other thing, too, is just, like, you know, don't let that stupid perception of you got to be a bikini girl to go kayak fishing and look good catching right. a fish. No, 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 no. The fish don't care nope. what you look like. <laughs> They're nope. just worrying about getting food and if you put it in front of their face they're gonna eat it
2: (laughs) right exactly and that really is like i you know teach their own if that's like if that's how you want to roll and and catch fish you know in a two-piece more power to you but uh, you know when you're out there like really dogging it for the day like that's not the right attire for me personally. Right, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I would much rather be, you know, in full cover and you know with a hood and a buff and whatnot i mean especially when you're on the water in texas sun i mean you do that (laughs) you do that half naked and you're asking you're asking for cancer i mean just
1: right not only that but like you know all right you know you're out there catching fish and everything the first time you have like a weight or a hook fall down in there then you'll you'll learn your lesson you'll be like oh yeah this isn't like very functional is it no honey it's not Put on real clothes that like protect your body that's functional and right. just, just, you don't have to impress anybody. Just, just go fishing.
2: Then <laughs> that's what, and like that's part of what's awesome about, you know, the kayaking world. There isn't, there's nobody to impress. You know, we're, yeah. we're fishing alone in our boats. Like there's never going to be a marshal on this shoulder and a camera guy on this shoulder. You know, that's, that's part of the beauty of the sport overall. You know, there's obviously the attention's going to grow the more the sport grows, but there's still that like crunchy down home feel to it where you're like, nope, still just me and my kayak, and I can get way farther up in the junk than a boat can. So yes.
1: Yep. And I can go <laughs> around the uh, the shoreline and get the lures that the boats leave in oh, yeah. the trees and the bushes too. So <laughs>
2: that is totally a good hobby. That's like a favorite <laughs> pastime. <Right.
1: laughs> Exactly. You know, and you know, when it when it comes to you know setbacks for people too, it's just like you know who who cares if you're you know an itty bitty thing or a very large woman. It doesn't matter if it gets you outside and it gets you have to just do it.
2: Right. Absolutely. You know? There's no, there is no perfect female angler out there. Everybody has her own style and you know their own thing. And hey, I. That's the that's the really cool thing about this sport is like bring it on, <laughs> I'll see you exactly. on the water, <laughs> right?
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Oh man. Um, what else was I gonna ask you or talk about today? Um, it's just like it's it's been interesting. So like before we did our recording, like you know sometimes when we uh, when I record uh, with guests sometimes it'll be a quick little chat and then we record and then we chat a little bit afterwards and then we call it a day sometimes I'll talk with somebody for a half hour or so then record then I'll talk with them for a few hours so me and Katie we didn't (laughs) even record last night we talked for hours I was just like this is awesome
2: it is that was pretty fun it was one of those like Ryan, I'm going to go do a podcast real quick. It's probably like an hour or so. Maybe it'll run over a little bit. No big deal. And like four hours later, I was like, um, so we had a really good discussion. It was really nice to meet somebody who's another female angler that like has a lot of the same feelings on a lot of stuff. Um, You don't, you don't get to, you know, really talk about stuff with somebody who has a lot of the same views or or whatnot like i mean it is it was fun it's you know (laughs) i look forward to doing that in the future maybe you know that's a thing that could be a thing i don't know anything could happen now
1: (laughs) (laughs) right exactly you know that's the other thing too you know about ladies getting into the sport you know it's just like you never know who you're gonna meet you know or what opportunities might come from it you know, I mean, you could have like the next best idea for making a product that works for every female angler, you know, I mean, you could come up with the, the coolest coloration for a fishing reel, you know, because, you know, like you were saying, I don't want this hot pink, you know, <laughs> reel and rise like nah, no, ain't nobody got time yeah. for that. No, yeah. I don't <laughs> You know, I want some cool colors. You know, I want greens and purples and blues. You know, I mean, those are typical, like, guy colors sometimes. But, like, I want some cool stuff,
2: too. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you. I freaking uh, – well, see, I'm more, I guess, monochromatic. is like I dig that most of, like, my gear is black and whatnot. But, like, I do have an Abu setup of a uh, a Vengeance – or not a Vengeance. I do have a Vengeance, but the one I'm talking about – um is the Veritas and I have a rocket on that so it's a white rod with a red reel which I was like I'm gonna not like this but it's pretty sharp I'm not gonna lie like I dig that it's like a way different color combination than you see normally Mm -hmm. you know because everything is like Mostly black or blue. You know, there's
1: right. Yeah. It's just so like, you know, monotone across the board. It's just like I want more customization. You know, I mean I've seen guys get pretty creative with it, but I'm just like, you bring women into this, oh man, your minds are gonna be blown. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Outside and like you said, like outside of the like not all of us like pretty pink princess stuff or just that plain mint green. You know,
1: type emodium
2: you know, green, colored, <laughs> like, Pepto like pink. Salmon. yeah, like salmon-colored stuff. You know, not all of us girls are into pastels. That's just not how it is anymore. Right? <laughs> uh, yep. You know, that's just not my style. But right. that's like a whole other discussion of its own. Oh <laughs> yeah! Oh yeah!
1: For sure! For sure! <laughs> Awesome, awesome. All right, Kitty. Well, um, do you have anything else that uh, you want to bring up? Any, um, gosh, like, what's uh, what's your next event?
2: Uh, my next event it'll be next week on Thursday. Um, we'll be up in Alabama for Logan Martin. We will totally be rocking the water with those two hundred and thirty something other people. Oh <laughs> um, boy, and then falling. We'll be coming right back home, uh, and the next bass event will be on Fork. So we'll be all over the place. And now people can actually find us. Um, like you mentioned, my website, uh, which is www.fishlikeacat.com, and that's with a K. Uh, but I did just start constructing uh, teambacka.com because that just, you know, that was a thing that just kind of, like, naturally happened, obviously. So, all of the associated social media things, you know, with that and whatnot. And we'll see if YouTube, like, becomes more of a thing in the future. We talk about doing that, you know, trying to get more content on there, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But you can definitely follow along with the stuff we're doing when you find our our stuff online. Um, Make sure you, you know, like, throw up a a follow and a subscribe or a like or whatever thing it is on whichever platform you're on. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll actually post uh, all those different leaks, links uh, on our uh, YouTube post of this episode, then also on our Facebook. Uh, we'll definitely get you tagged along with uh, your sponsors and your websites and your um, uh, Instagram handles and all that other fun stuff. Sweet. So yeah, definite, definitely. Well, Katie, it's been an awesome time chatting with you today and uh, definitely some uh, good topics here. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll call it a good day. It's been a great time having you. Thanks for coming on. Thank and, you, And uh, you're welcome. And uh, to everybody else out there, have a great day and hope you get on the water soon.
3: Go check out the website, guys, Paddle, the letter N dot com. Also, check out YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, but want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Master's jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to.